Hey, there was this Rams fan, right? He was feeling his way down Inglewood with McVeigh, right? He stopped by the forum. He said, Good morning, Ramley. Woo! We got Jay on the line. What's up? I, I was trying to get Jay to call off of work. He told me if he calls off of work to hit that podcast yesterday, I'm going to be paying his bills. And unfortunately, five listeners ain't, ain't doing it for us yet. So we had to delay it one more again. We good now, though. We got the draft today, baby. It's my favorite time of year. You ready for this draft, dog? Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready for it. And I mean, this is, if if we keep the 31st pick, this, uh, what would it be, three years without a first-rounder? Oh, if we don't keep it, yeah. Yeah, the last first-round pick we had was uh, Goff. Goff, and which is pretty cool because our, our last three first-rounders are Donald, Gurley, and Goff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you go to four, you got Gray Robinson in there at number two for all that year, but I'm just going to go last three. I'm gonna, yeah, we ain't going to talk about him. <laughs> yeah, we, we're going to ignore that one. <laughs> but <laughs> maybe we should use first-round picks a little more often because it seems like we get our core, right? Well, that honestly, last year with the addition of um, – Brandon Cooks. Uh, no, Dante Fowler. Uh, that entire oh. front line was first rounder. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought you were gonna go with what we used our first round pick on. Um, aside from uh, Samson, but yeah, everybody else: Brockers, um, Fowler, Sue, Sue and Donald. Uh, Donald were all first That's round, um, first round draft picks. When we lined and... up with the four down linemen. Samson wasn't putting his foot or his uh, hand in the ground at all. <laughs> no, nah, he they they weren't gonna let they weren't gonna let him do that or just try it. That that'd be crazy. So with with draft hey, with draft day upon us finally. I mean, I will say the double. Unfortunately for the double AF, um, it got us here. It was entertaining while it was, and I'm glad some people got some jobs after that. Um, Me too. I'll hold my tongue uh, to see how Luis Perez pops up, but I had been following him ever since he got picked up um, by us. And I was like, there's no way you let that go. But if McVeigh didn't see anything, I'll put it in the back of my mind. But dude's on the Eagles now, and we picked up Walford. Walford. And now... <laughs> And now we finally got the draft, and really the most important thing about this is, like, the first four picks. Because, yeah. honestly, it could be a nightmare for us if Arizona and San Francisco know what they're doing. But my my money on it is on the fact that they don't. We could be – they our division could be just as, just as bad – as the uh, AFC East, it just—it almost seems like with the Patriots, they don't do anything to incriminate themselves other than the accusations <laughs> of cheating. But <laughs> other than actually incriminating themselves, <laughs> <laughs> but it just seems like Miami, Buffalo, and New York just can't get it right. Like, and then when they do, how many times have they won the division? The, 17 the years t- straight? I, I want to say the only two times the Patriots didn't win the division was 0-2. Um, I don't think they made the playoffs a year after the Super Bowl. And then 2008 when Brady went out week, week one and uh, what's his name? Castle still got a new 11-5, but the Wildcat was running wild and the, the Dolphins won that division. Oh, okay, because I remember that. That 
That was the year they was like, Tom Brady's out. Let's start running the Wildcat. And it tore everybody up. No, well, the the Dolphins were running the Wildcat on everybody. Oh, yeah. yeah that's what yeah. I'm saying. It was oh, like, yeah. um, the Patriots are a little bit vulnerable. Hey, let's whip out a crazy playbook. Yep. Whip Brown. out some college stuff and run around with that. And what did it last? Two years? Or it only lasted a year, it didn't, didn't it? Listen, it didn't even last them in the playoffs. They got their backsides <laughs> pushed in. Let's be real here. And Ronnie Brown was like, oh, I got two ACL still? ACL still? Let's get it. <laughs> so it would be interesting because if you're smart about it, Arizona holds all the cards, but no one's really believing their bluff. It's like... It's a tough bluff, too. You have a new coach with the number one overall pick. Yeah. and uh, But the uh, GM didn't go anywhere. And a first-rounder, that same GM, just put the 10th overall pick last year in Josh Rosen. Yeah, so... They'd be smart to trade, especially because uh, Kyler Murray, he could go to Oakland to play for the A's, not the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, and uh, before I, before we even started, I I had been asking, like, um, I do remember Eli just, like, not wanting to play for the yeah. Chargers. And he was the top prospect, and everybody was saying he's going to the Chargers first overall. And he's like, I don't want to go here. I don't want to play for this booty team. Um, yep. Chargers... Don't draft me. What do the Chargers do? Draft. Draft. <laughs> so, uh, in the case of what I was asking, has there ever been like a a draft walkout? Like, how much? How much does Kyler? Because you're you're talking about he's already taken the pay cut from being a MLB prospect to the NFL, and as you start dropping down. The ranks, your your rookie contract isn't going to be be that sweet, and then you got to survive. If you're a first rounder, five years, and second and so forth, you're talking about maybe about four three years of good NFL play before you get paid. Does he like if he drops like out of like the top ten or even the first round? You just get up and leave. I would <laughs> go to law, uh, go to Oakland. I would. I wouldn't blame him, but I'm I'm just like, can you even do that? You you go you go, you're like screw the draft. I'm going to get this Bryce Harper money, and I don't know what y'all are talking about. Don't draft me, and then somebody will probably draft him. Yeah, well, he's got a five million, well, almost five million dollar contract with the A's. Now it's too bad that the Raiders still aren't playing. Where the, they're not still playing in the Open Coliseum <laughs> forever, because yeah. he could play for the Raiders and the A's on the same dang stadium, the same field. Because <laughs> <laughs> the Raiders got that baseball field. Um, now he could, but I I think his thought processes is for um, especially a smaller quarterback, a running quarterback. You know, the the more you look at him, the more he. His uh, traits show he's not going to last long in the NFL. He's just, he's tiny. Yeah. Like, so, I, I I was concerned for Lamar Jackson. Like, when I seen him on an NFL field, I was like, Who, who's this pencil arm dude? And he's out here running running past the line of scrimmage. And uh, I'm almost certain he's going to condition and get a, a heck of a lot bigger. He should. Um, towards this smart. year and then the years on, if he's going to be a starting caliber quarterback, <laughs> hey, you can't be that thin um, thin as a rail. But I think no. that, I think Harbaugh's hand was forced because of Flacco. 
Well, Lamar Jackson playing, and next thing you know, he's got a hip problem. And he's yeah. out, and you're like, crap, I got to play uh, quarterback. Lamar was doing something, my, um, you know. Uh, rookie back quarterback yeah. that I was trying desperately to redshirt. Well, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, it's very rare you see prospects that are high draft picks in both baseball and football. When you get a guy like, say, Jeff Samarja, he was like, he would out of Notre Dame, the wide receiver, he would have been a first-round pick by, I don't know, maybe the Bears or something that year, but he ended up going to baseball, and he was a relief pitcher and a very good one. He's made a lot of money. He started with the Cubs. I don't know where he's at now, but it, it's a tough decision because baseball is huge money. You know, Mike Trout just got $420 million in baseball. Yeah, he almost got half a billion dollars, but, I mean, we're talking about the course of 12 years. Yeah, but you base- got to be top-notch for 12 years. But what was his first contract? 200 mil or something? 100 and something? <laughs> it's crazy to say that, like, all nonchalantly. Yeah. What was his first contract? A, qu- a quarter of a bill? Now he's getting half, almost half a bill. So his net worth over the course of uh, his career would <laughs> be a lot of freaking money. So, I, I mean, the anticipation well, the with that uh, will dangle over Kyler's head. But um, if we if we get back to the draft... If Arizona and, and the 49ers are smart, which and I wouldn't say in my gut, but just realistically speaking, um, they're not, you would try to find somebody to cough up a king's ransom. Because um, if you just think about it, with the Cardinals, they're still picking up 30-year-olds for key position spots. And, Terrell Suggs. <laughs> and... It, like I, I didn't understand that one, and maybe Robert Alford, but Suggs, uh, unless he's going to be a mentor for uh, Robert uh, Nikomditch, I. Why would you do that? Well, he went to Arizona State, or he, he went to contract in this, or went to college in the state of Arizona. So mm-hmm. from he Arizona, wanted to go back. Yeah, he wanted to go back. I mean. I guess throw him a bone. He's not done. He's not no, of course the T-Sizzle that we, we know and love. But um, And then you got all that money going around the 49ers. They just paid D for it. They just paid uh, Juan Alexander. And then they got their paperweight with Jimmy Garoppolo, who doesn't even have a full season in. Yeah, and you know the, uh, the Seahawks already made a good move for the draft in our division. We don't need... Both the the Niners and the Cardinals to also make good moves, you know. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, the Seahawks just shipped out um, just recently just shipped out uh, um, Frank Clark to uh, the Chiefs, and that was actually a smart move by them. Get rid of the dude that cost you the AFC Championship, and go grab some uh, go grab somebody that did not want to play under that uh, um, franchise tag. So the franchise tag was used as trade bait. Yeah. But I don't know how really smart that was by the Chiefs in the overall spectrum because you got a second for Ford, and you got rid of him, and then you bring in Frank Clark. You still got to pay that man, and you gave up, what, a first, a second, and you got a third back? Oh, I did not know the capital that they traded for that. Oh, they gave up up a lot of of, uh, draft capital for that. So I don't know. I mean, I guess D. Ford doesn't quite fit the, the new scheme they're going under, but... I don't know, man. That's a lot to give up. So that's why I said the Seahawks already made a good trade within our division. We don't need because it's like you were saying. If the Cardinals were smart, they would trade down. They they would get a king's ransom. And then with Kyler Murray, 
think he's going towards baseball because the MLB, remember when they had that big strike a few years ago? Well, they're going to get ready for another uh, um, negotiation, and they're talking about another strike. So he's like, you know what? I might just have to go to football. Yeah, and then it doesn't help because the CBA, the CBA is up after this year. So yeah, he might be just be chasing to get paid. Yeah. But or something football, like that. And I mean, that... That'd be crazy. That would be crazy, and we would literally be like the AFC, um, uh, AFC East, if he were to just get one year in with the Cardinals, then find out baseball's not um, not Close going on shot. strike, retire, and then go to baseball. That well, that <laughs> that legal? Can you do some crap like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, you can do whatever you want. And the the thing with football, with the CBA and football, though, when the football goes on strike, what do we miss? We lost the uh, Hall of Fame game, and did we lose two preseason games? I think we just lost one that year, right? Mm-hmm. When baseball goes on strike, there's no World Series. They canceled the World Series that year. So, so you know, it's, uh, it's a bit of a difference. I do not like... Seattle having two first-round picks like that. No, me neither, because they could go up and get somebody. They could move. To, I mean, they have a lot, a lot of wiggle they room. Move, they can move both of those to go up straight up. Oh, don't give those to Detroit. Listen, listen, if Hawkinson is within reach and they could trade both of those for him, they might do it. There's a reason why they traded for Jimmy Graham. They may not have used them the way people thought we were. He Are just didn't worth? fit that because he couldn't, like, he... He wasn't an inline blocker. Where Hawkinson, he could be that guy like Gronk. Yeah, but they still need a... Uh, Rashad, uh, Rashad Penny is start, starting to, um, to show up. And Mike Davis is gone. They still have uh, Carson? I don't even know. I don't even know who their Chris other Carson. people are. Yeah. I, well, I I'd imagine they're not going to use one of those on a, a running back. I mean, they could. Yeah. So that I just I just realized that so that that could mess up the draft for us depending <laughs> on uh, who goes there. But uh, I still have my um, uh, my conspiracy about if we move up in the draft and start using next year's picks to do it. Yeah, because the whole girly debacle. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it happens, like it, it, just to explain. Uh, I don't think Gurley has arthritis or a severe knee problem. I think he tore something, and inflammation started kicking in um, after the Dallas game. And there wasn't really anything he can do. He could try to play on it, but he couldn't. So if we end up getting rid of some of our early picks to go up in the draft, and after the draft is done, Gurley has surgery, and then we get a slap on the wrist for it, and they can't take our early picks because our early picks are already gone. Yeah, they're going to be forced to just take our third or a fourth or something. And find us. And if people are wondering why would we get picks taken away from us, not putting a player on the injury report is an offense the NFL takes takes great issue with. They they say you can't just hide injuries. Yeah. <laughs> and especially now with gambling being legal, I mean, I know the NFL really doesn't care. Like, they're, they're me putting $100 on a team and not knowing someone was injured is not their problem. But they want to encourage people to be comfortable putting money on whatever 
you know, the Super Bowl or whatever game because then they're more likely to watch, more viewers, more eyes, more ad revenue. It makes the brand stronger. And not wanting to bet because I don't know if someone's injured because they're, they're not putting it on there, girly's knee, what do I do? That's going to make people say, you know what, maybe I should put this money on that boxing fight or on this UFC fight because I, I can't trust the NFL. Yeah, there's a lot of factors that go into that um, deep down the line as to, like, why that's a no-no. And um, same thing happened to the Patriots. And what did they lose, like a fifth? I think fifth? so. And that was the, the whole one. Giselle was talking about Brady, right? Mm-hmm. She messed up. She brought up Brady's injury, and they're like, shut up. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> so with... With the draft underway in a couple hours, actually being counted down or being counted down, uh, we have seven picks so far, and one for today. Yep, one for one first rounder, two thirds, which is pretty much our late third in the contemporary pick. Yeah, the comp pick. Fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh. No, no comp picks in the later rounds. Um. I thought, yeah, well, we got a seventh comp pick, right, from Hawk Davis? Mm-hmm, and I think that's our, that is our seventh round. Okay. So, yeah. now that, that you already know this isn't my strong suit because I don't go that far down in the draft, and then we look like a team that doesn't, that is trying to get used to late picks, like moving around the draft. And always having like your picks be in the like twenty uh, playoff range, which is um, what is 20, 21, 20, 21 through thirty two. Twenty one. So we're we're counting on that every year and trying to work around there. And then for us, we made it to the Super Bowl and we're thirty one. So. It's a good strategy to have, especially for some of you that do um, fantasy drafts. Like it, having that, having the first five picks can be a bit of a panic because it's like your your first dibs. Yeah, but I if mean, you screw up, it's a <laughs> long time before it comes back to you. Yeah, you could take you know Greg Robinson, or you could take Khalil Mack. <laughs> that top five ain't no joke. Yeah, so. There's also the the um, what I personally thought when it comes to the draft, um, like the, those first those first four or first five kids are automatic starters. They say that for anybody. If if you're in the first round, you should be starting. But there there's got to be a um, sense of anxiety with those people. Like I gotta, yeah, I gotta put the team on the back. Same thing with like the first four picks. Like you gotta come in and make a difference immediately. That, that's what made Baker Mayfield's attitude special. Yeah, because he wanted. Mm-hmm. The, like Josh Rosen was like, I ain't trying to go to Cleveland, dog. Like, and come he on. stole. I still believe till this day, Cleveland stole Baker Mayfield from the Giants. Yeah, if Cleveland would have went with. Um, because everyone was saying, go get that running back, uh, Barkley. Mm-hmm. Everyone was like, you know, all of us keyboard experts. We were like, yeah, you get Barkley one. Worst case, okay, Baker goes, but whatever. You know how many quarterbacks are in? You could have a quarterback and a running back, and you could get going. Mm-hmm. And the Browns were like, listen, man, 
uh, we we're get getting the we're getting dollars. the clutch factor. Not just that, and you you gotta realize, you gotta remember, um, back when uh, uh, Holmgren was there with the Browns, they wanted to trade up for Sam Bradford, and the Rams were like, "Nah, you're not giving us enough." So I mean, Bradford didn't work out the greatest because of injuries, but they missed out on the top quarterback. Then they were gonna trade up for uh, RG3, but we traded to the Redskins instead. That was another guy who brought him to the playoffs. I mean, Cleveland hasn't even sniffed that in how long? And then Carson Wentz is there for the taking. They didn't take Carson Wentz. Um, uh, Deshaun Watson was there for the taking. They didn't take Deshaun Watson. Like, at what point were they finally like, you know what? It doesn't matter if we got all pros everywhere. We're not even going to be able to afford these guys on their new contracts. Most of them are going to walk. Let's go get our quarterback. Let's get that dude. He has that it factor. Baker, Baker, touchdown maker. Let's go. And you don't, you're not, you're not going to see that like often that, that was a gym. And then the more I look at it, uh, I was, um, I was talking to somebody about this cause, uh, um, Denzel Ward was, uh, was like a left field pick for a lot of people. Cause they were like, man, you got Baker Mayfield and Bradley Chubb is still there. Yeah. And you want to pair him with, uh um miles but if you think about it you've already got a superstar on one level of the defense what what good is it to get two um two pass rushers and you ain't got no corners and you can't go get no corner yeah i mean even if you look back remember that year we had what was that uh oh um Maybe 09 when we had all those cornerbacks, like seven of them go on IR or something. We were starting people off the streets. Like Justin King was yeah, the number Yeah, the Redskins one. were like that maybe about f- three, three, four years ago. Yeah, it, it didn't matter that we had, you know, uh, what? or maybe it was 2012. I forget now, but uh, it didn't matter if we had Long, Quinn. It didn't matter who we had getting after the passer. If people that were out there covering couldn't that cover. Bad, and they were bad. Mm-hmm. So I I respect them for that pick at least with that, and I it's really hard to tell like who what happens in those first seven because I actually see Detroit um, going back if they really want to if they really want to beef up that defense they're they're a catalyst to go back and just start stockpiling picks. And I don't know how Pete Carroll is going to be um, with those two, those two picks um, in like the playoff bracket. And Detroit. they might move. They might move up, but who would? You know what? Watch them do that. Watch them give those two picks to Detroit, and then Detroit ends up grabbing some of our prospects. Oof, they could, and well, Detroit—they're in a very uh, unique situation, right? Because I mean, we've seen, say, with the Rams, we've seen us draft uh, twice number one overall quarterbacks and say, let's get the quarterback and we'll go from there. Now, McVay was a godsend in making Goff what he was, but we saw Bradford struggle and then Goff struggle on terrible, terrible teams, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they got a quarterback, kind of. I mean, Stafford, he's not the greatest, but he's not the worst. But they're in a unique situation where they can – build around, like you said, build the defense and beef up the line and maybe get them some weapons over the next course of the next two or three years 
uh, including this year. And when Stafford's gone, because he's not some guy. I mean, I doubt they're going to win any Super Bowls with Stafford unless he, I don't know, injects himself with some Brett Favre stuff. True, but if you're going to get defense, if you're going to need a defensive team, this is the year to do it. Yeah. But then, on the contrary side to that, while everybody's grabbing defense, you can get the best of all the other positions. Yes. Or at least the best of the offensive positions. Because, like, uh, the top pick for tight end is um, from both both kids from Iowa. And Hawkinson and, um, <laughs> Hawkinson and uh, uh, Fant. Fant. Um, you have offensive linemen all over the place. But they're probably within, like, two rounds of each other before yeah. you start before you start really scraping the uh the bottom of the barrel for talent. And then the only real receiver is Metcalf, but I mean And that's just due to speed and um uh I believe uh Giganticism. Um <laughs> Mark uh what is it, Marquise Brown? Yeah, yeah, from Oklahoma. Yeah, you got Marquise Brown and AJ Brown. But the top one is uh Metcalf. Yeah, one hundred percent. Everybody else, no one's really been talking about them. And, I mean, the receivers go pretty deep. But it's going to be all that actually, is it really is it really edge and linemen? Or is it linebackers and corners, too? You know, I always hate that term, edge, because it's, it's a new one. and Well, yeah, kinda... that, that's because of the 3-4. Um, the no, I know, but does that make it even more special if you can play actual linebacker? Like, like I just hate the, the word edge. Like, okay, that means you can only get after the passer? That's yeah. all you can do? <laughs> you ain't dropping back? I mean, even James Harrison could drop back and pick six some stuff in the Super Bowl. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what do you mean edge? Like, I get it. I get it. You're a pass rushing specialist. But, like, when you see a guy like Devin White, it, don't, it doesn't say edge next to his name. It says linebacker. linebacker. And he played middle linebacker. Yeah, but he could, man. He, if, he could move around. If we, if, I mean, we're not in, in range for him, but if we had him, we could put him at outside linebacker, and he'd do better than any of our outside linebackers did last year. Of you know course. what I mean? So he's, he's those special talents, I guess. But, uh. So with our picks that we, with our picks that we got. Yeah. Uh, as of right now, unless we see something breaking on the NFL um, website do, do, or anything. Do, do, do. <laughs> um, uh, who do you have, at least, just for your prospects on any type of research that you might have done looking at uh, some of the college prospects that are coming in? At least, who's on your radar that you would like to have on the team, other than the top ten people? Yeah. Well, as far as people within our range... Um, I'd like to see Garrett Bradbury from North Carolina State, the lineman, the lineman. I think he's a guy that we could draft. We could start him day one uh, if um, something goes wrong with Note Boom or as our line gets older. You know, Whitworth is what 39 now, 38. So 38, 39. He'll be done after this year, more yeah, than likely, because so, his contract's up. He's trying. He's, yeah. I, you don't pass up like what? What was it? 16 mil. 16, 17 minutes yeah, for, uh, for this contract. I think so. Go in, be a mentor if you have to, and if you, if you need to go to McVay and tell him, look, I need to take a step back, move whoever you got up, and I'll do the best that I can to be a rotation or something like that. But um, we'll have to rotate him as well, and everybody's 
young at that point. My only concern was Havenstein. It, it, it concerned me how we paid him. But with all the lineman deals that were going on, I understand. Well, we got that shit. That was cheap. We got a deal for that. Yeah. Um, um, I really like Bradbury, though. I, you know who I? I don't know if we go corner because this is to this is it for Talib. We got to pay uh, Peters. So if we decide to go corner, and I, like I said, I don't know if we do because I think we're going to look for more of a not a difference maker. You can only get so much at number thirty-one. But if we decide to to go corner, I, Greedy Williams out of LSU. That dude, I think he's that dude. He's six foot three. He's around a four three seven. I know, I know. That's combine stuff. But he, man, he's a beast. Yeah, he's uh, he's actually six one. Uh, oh, is he six, six one? The only six three person is Justin Lane from uh, Michigan State. I didn't see him too much. Um, well, I'm calling him six three. <laughs> yeah, he's one eighty two. So he'll he'll bump up his weight during the yeah. off season and. Yeah. I had a lot of people had um, Rocky Sin going to us from okay. uh, from Temple, but that might be a later pick. Um, yeah, I don't, if, I don't know if we're doing that number thirty one. If anything, if we're getting if we're getting anything rotational, and hopefully it falls to us within the um, within the guidelines. Also, uh, there was a couple of mocks that had us pegged grabbing. Uh, Isaiah Johnson from Houston, and he's 6'2". Um, okay. Half of these people are going to be red-shirted. Like, um, That's what I'm saying. Are we going to, like, I think if a Montez Sweat starts um, from Mississippi State, starts kind of falling, I can see us bumping up and grabbing him. Because I, I don't think he's going to be there at 31. No, but if he starts falling, maybe yeah. Because uh, what what is his heart condition? Like what what is that? Like I I didn't read the article about it, but I ran into it and I'm like, uh, yeah, this is around the time where people's stocks start dropping, stuff start popping up, and then you start moving around uh, some of those mid picks in the uh, um, first round. But yeah, it, it was him, right? That they were saying they he has a heart condition. Uh. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh... <laughs> I know he had some issues with Michigan State with weed and and um. I guess out of pocket hey. stuff, you know. Um. Apparently, he's saying he's. Oh yeah, heart condition flagged at the combine. However, turn his night upside down if teams are not comfortable with his outlook. Ooh. It just says. Heart condition. Heart condition. Not sickle cell well, or anything like that? I hope not. For his case, even if he goes to someone like, I don't know, even if he goes to Seattle, I hope not for his case. That's, yeah. a, that's a beast of a young man. You don't want to see his heart fail on him to uh, cost him millions. Mm, that's unfortunate. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't necessarily go into retail, but, or um, detail. Detail. There is really... Uh, Probably just somebody throwing something out there. I mean, it, it could be. You know how they in are. The, but... In the age of social media, all you got to do is just throw out something and see if it uh, see if it catches the wind and starts setting stuff on fire. So yeah, I uh, take it as you will. But um, everybody, everybody who's interviewed, um, all these, 
all these players would already know this by now. Yeah, they know whether we're going to find out really early because if, if Sweat's condition isn't really nothing and he's going to be fine, he's going to go fast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we're going to know early. If he starts falling, though, man, he's that dude. If if McVeigh or Wade or Snead, if they start saying, you know what, I think we, he could be that guy. Now that'd be I, up to our training staff, and I mean, I I wouldn't have any other training staff working with him, other than ours, because I don't um, hire Phillies. <laughs> Not catching broken backs. <laughs> <laughs> um, he'd be all right with uh, with our staff, and we'll, um, we'll bring him along. Well, um, he if there's anything serious, maker. but uh, what do you think about? If if now we'd probably have to move up like back into the first to try to get rid of those future firsts with your your theory about Gurley, mm -hmm. but if he's there at thirty one, I doubt he will be. But if he's there at thirty one, Josh Jacobs, what do you think? Josh from Bama, Jacobs. the running back from Bama, oh uh, the top prospect at five nine. Yeah, he got that. He got that. Uh, uh, C.J. Anderson gene. <laughs> He's 209. I mean, he could be like a bowling ball if we need him like that. But, I mean, we got we have our two running backs that we run, which is uh, Malcolm Brown as the yeah. bruiser. Or, no, it's it's really not even that. He's That's... as limber as Gurley. It's just that he doesn't get any time because Gurley's out there taking 25 carries or at least like 30 <laughs> touches. Yeah. Malcolm or... Brown comes in, shows out for a little bit, and nobody doesn't even remember that. Like, only... Only true Ram fans who like Malcolm Brown and, like, look at him and follow him remembers what he did week eight against the Saints. That toe where, he, where he tiptoed his way into the end zone. Yes, sir. Um, as well as uh, him spelling Gurley at the end of week one, which is something I got to get into because I, I think that's where Gurley messed up his knee because you did not see any hurdles from Gurley all season. After he tried that one, so well, well, dang, we paid for Game Pass. We need to check this out. <laughs> we do. I think it's up. Uh, I think, I think it expires uh, July. I don't. I don't remember. It's like a weird date that they do it where they close oh, it out okay. and just do something just, on the website. Just in time to make you pay again, pretty much, or else um, pay again. So um, Josh yeah, that, Jacobs, I, I, and it's Alabama, so. Yeah, You're I talking know. about an exploit of you want to see the running backs who can run without a line. Because if yeah. you give them that space. But we have a line. <laughs> yeah, if you give them that space and they come to a team that has a line, it, it's just so much easier for them. And it probably takes a load off of them to know that they're going to a team that's already established with an offensive line and they got lanes to run through. Whereas, yeah. like. Josh Jacobs, if the crap hits the fan, he's probably running into the back of his lineman and pulling a whole bunch of uh, um, Trent Richardson crap. Oh, like, that's, yep. But you put that on top of the fact that we already have, we, we already have a rotation in place as well as um, a red shirt running back. Like, yeah, you forgot about John Kelly? This dude lives in Detroit with a California lifestyle. Like that that <laughs> pick that pick was from like Sneed's research. 
him or his team or something like that. Because I thought when the Lions picked up Malcolm Brown's um, or oh, they gave, uh, gave him an offer sheet that was two years for like dirt cheap. Still a mill, but uh, to, to NFL standards, that's like dirt cheap. Yeah. Like a single mill for somebody uh, that's been in the league uh, uh, behind Todd Gurley and getting all the like practice reps and planning with him and sitting in the classroom with him. This the, He's literally the Brock Osweiler like running backs, but we won't know until he's by himself. But he won't be by himself. Because mm. yeah. I thought he was going to start, and I'm like, the Lions are picking him up? Why would... Why would you, and even Malcolm Brown, like, why would you sign that sheet? If you're trying to leave, you were trying to start. Not, he, he was probably going to end up being behind uh, on Johnson. So, you bring him back, and I thought they were going to give John Kelly to um, Detroit. Because that's where he's from. But his Damn, lifestyle... Yeah. Is Los Angeles and California because he skates like he skates, and yeah, well, has, I saw that I saw that video about him recently. Yeah, and, and I was stuff. like, it, somebody looked that up and was like, "Wait, where did he go? Who did he back up? Went to Tennessee and backed up Alvin Kamara and has more yards than Alvin Kamara." So we don't we don't really need a running back to be honest, unless we're going to be trading them for draft picks and stuff like that. But if it's available, go get him. But what are you going to do? Same thing. We're stuck with, uh, we're stuck with Justin Davis for a couple more years. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. I just, I saw the name and I was thinking, that's all. That's all. <laughs> now, Cause I- my, you know, my pick. And he, yeah. I think his... Like um, he's falling. I didn't know. Yeah, he, he fell back. Like we better trade back at this point. If if we could trade up and get Sweat or trade back and get your boy, you know what I mean? I'd be cool with either way. Wait, but you're talking about my running back, right? Oh, my bad. I thought you were talking about the linebacker. No, 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 no. He's he's edge. Um, oh. No, Alex Barnes. Yeah, uh, yeah, from Kansas State. Um, he he's pretty. Off, off. He doesn't like some of these mock drafts. He doesn't even have like a profile picture. Like mm. I don't think he's taking like a pro day or. Uh, um, I'm surprised he didn't take a draft or not a draft a combine picture. I think they're no, nah, they're using uh, school photos for this. Yeah, stuff. Like, he was a sleeper to me because in the back of my mind, it is just. Uh, what is the bench press with? What, um, what's the 225. weight? He did 225 34 times. That's lineman reps for a 6'1", 227 back. That's perfect height. That's perfect weight. At least in, in my eyes. That's girly. Yeah. And if you're going to spell somebody like that, and you're not necessarily sure because I, I, I had him on my radar before um, Malcolm Brown even signed that offer sheet and end up coming back and we match it and he ended up coming back. But looking at his um, uh, his tape, he like he can't block like um, I don't know if he's like missing blocks and stuff like that, but. Just it wasn't wasn't really much going on in Kansas State. 
And they did a lot of shotgun. I don't think they were ever under center. So he he could end up being a sleeper to go into us, and that's somebody I looked at, but I didn't look at anybody else because mm-hmm. the average height of running backs right now is five uh, ten. You got a lot of five nines coming. That's short. I didn't know that it was that short. Was the average? Huh. Yeah, you got a lot of five five nines coming in five ten. Um, now, I think maybe out of the top 50 running backs no this is uh this is top 30 um i think four four maybe seven of them are over six foot oh wow that's it all <laughs> nobody don't want to be at that position that <laughs> that tall no nah, i mean damn knees up well, not just that. The running back position itself is like you get one contract. You know, corner, safety, you could get a bunch of them. Yeah. Uh, um, now, Dalton Risner out of uh, Kansas State, I think he could be a pro bowler at every position on the line. Center, guard, tight, it doesn't matter. He is a monster, and he's a mountain of a man, too. So I Yeah, I saw a mock that had us. Uh, had us getting him at uh, <clears throat> 31. Um, yeah. That would be a, a best player available need that we can have because last year was red shirt starters. That seemed like that's what the theme was. Yeah. So if Malcolm Brown coming back for another additional year or two additional years to spell Gurley, we start giving him more um, more responsibilities or more reps, so to speak. And John Kelly gets conditioned more. Like It was almost like we were reluctant to, le- to let him start. Because, I mean... He wasn't very good at blocking either. Well, no. I mean, you're not really going to expect him to do that. Uh, um, seeing from where he came from. You see Kamara blocking? That'd be crazy. Nah. <laughs> he could try, but, I mean, you're you're not going to expect enough from him. So, this one, this draft is, the theme for us could be Swiss Army Knives. Like, pe- people we can put in multiple positions um, without hassle. Like, without hassle of sacrificing a starter. That's where Risner comes in. And I see him going to us. Um, he's he's listed as a, a tackle. There was another one. There was another lineman that could have went late, late, that could go to us that um, fits that same profile. I don't want to say it's um, Greg Little. Oh, from Ole Miss? Uh-huh. Like I know Dennis Daly, maybe, but mm. he's six six three, six six three uh, you can't three be twelve. A, I don't think you could be a six foot six center. No. <laughs> and like how me and you were talking uh, off air, when uh, when you look for certain positions, like if I want a lineman, I'm I'm very comfortable taking my offensive lineman from Ole Miss. You know what I mean? <laughs> Or, 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 you know, if you want a quarterback, getting it from the west side. Oh, oh, uh, nation, uh, nationwide, nationwide position um, strengths. 
Yeah. So if you want you want defense, go to the South and go to Louisiana. Yeah. You want uh, you want offensive linemen, go to the Midwest. You want wide receivers and possible quarterbacks? Hey, go over to California. Go to South, uh, SoCal or go over to the West Coast. <laughs> if you want uh, corner or safeties, you go to LSU and maybe Bama. Yep. <laughs> That's why Grady Williams, man, he might be that dude. We don't know. Like, I, I love to speculate. And the number one thing that I probably should have cross-referenced while uh, preparing for, for this podcast was – the one thing I couldn't look up was Senior Bowl participants with oh, yeah. interviews with us, with uh, Les Snead and, um, and and his scouts and stuff, and who got picked. Because majority of the time, everyone that knows Snead, even from um, his Atlanta days, is if you went to the Senior Bowl, you're probably getting picked. And he spoke to you there, yeah. Yeah, so he, he, he loves the Senior Bowl. Senior Bowl, so th- that's what gets me on the um, uh, on the like boat I'm, with Chase Winovich. There's your boy. So <laughs> hey, Chase Winovich looks exactly like a um, uh, a hybrid, or not hybrid, but a shadow of um, uh, Clay Matthews. Yep. Like it'd be crazy if they do this this buddy system that I have been talking about um for a while now with him pairing up with um Clay Matthews. With Clay Day. That'd be that, man, that'd be the best case for us cuz you get Chase out there to learn from a guy like Matthew and like one thing Wade loves is being able to say if I I could blitz any of my linebackers so I see Chase with that whole edge thing next to his name, right? Mm-hmm. Like pairing him with a guy like Clay, who's played middle. He's played both middles in the 3-4. He could play it all. If he learns from a guy like that, we could be shooting A-gap blitzes. I mean, we, we could be and doing And then also, we're, we're skipping the fact that um, I will say Eric is for John Johnson. I will say that, but we still do need a safety. Yeah, Eric. We With that being said, is it is it not to put out there that Corey Littleton could be our defensive Swiss Army knife if he still doesn't, um, in in my opinion, doesn't have the role of the mic? Because it, it hasn't really been said yet, but that that's going to Eric Weddle, right? I think so. And you know... Um... I think a lot of it's going to have to do with uh, maybe some OTAs or these workouts to see how he picks up the scheme. Yeah, because obviously um, he hasn't shown up yet. But, I mean, yeah. it's voluntary stuff. Uh, um, yeah, Marcus Peters is at a youth camp he's running. Um, we don't know if uh, – you know what? There's only one way really to find that out. The Google machine? The Google machine, but not necessarily the <laughs> Google machine, the stalker machine. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, can I put in his name? Coco. Uh, well, with Littleton, you know, we know he can shoot that A-gap because he does it and beats the heck out of punters, let alone uh, quarterbacks. So That's special take, teams. Yeah, but you take the mic off him, I'm saying let him just flow. Just let him just 
be Corey Littleton. Get a second year at middle linebacker in the scheme. He's going to get paid next year either by us or somebody else. He's going to get paid. I did not know he was a California native. I didn't look that far into him. Remember that picture that came up of him? Of him wearing, um, I forgot what jersey. When he was a little kid, he was wearing a jersey. Uh, Rams jersey. I forget. No, you're talking about Eric, uh, Eric Weddle. Yeah. No, I'm talking about uh, Corey Littleton is from oh, uh, my bad. Um, San Diego. No wonder he uh, was a rep or a captain for uh, the fleet. Oh, that makes sense now. I didn't know he was from San Diego either. Huh. He hasn't posted anything. <laughs> unless it's uh, unless this is like a fan account. He's like, nah. He's smart. That's good. Yeah, that's really smart. Hey, stay away from social media in a situation like this, especially when it comes to money. So, yeah, he, on his Twitter or Instagram, he hasn't really done anything yet. Hmm. Um, And that probably says whether or not he's doing something with the family or something like that. Because I think... Um, Aaron Donald did the same thing, but he was at his daughter's graduation from uh, uh, elementary school. That's true. Well, Littleton's about to get a $4 million raise, so he might be, like, trying to put some some ventures together, some business stuff together while he's got the chance, you know? Probably, if anything, if he's already got paid. Because, like, your, your tender payday doesn't pop in until the draft, right? Like, what was well, the deadline for that? He's got to sign it. Has he Has he signed it? No, I don't believe he did. Like, he hasn't gotten paid yet, but he, uh, you know, he knows it's coming. It's there. Unless we yank the, tra- the, the, the tender, but then he becomes an actual free agent and someone will pay him. Yeah, so they put a second round tender on him, and um, unless can you wait until after the draft, sign him, and then you just give a a second round from the following year? Does that does that work? I don't, I don't know. Usually, with somebody tendered that high, they don't last until after the draft to get signed. You know, I hope not, because that would suck. Yeah, I'm actually going to look up the tender rules for that. But with him being there, um, that still leaves out safety. Like, we have no rotation for safety other than... Um... Oh, no, no, our our uh, our safeties are there. We uh, re-signed everybody. Um, yeah. Marky, Marky Christian and... Um, Oh, the other one. Uh, uh, yeah, the other one. The, other, the one. other one is still with us. Uh, dang it. I hate him, too. <laughs> dang it. I can see his uh, his mug, the one that picked off uh, the homeboy from the Texans, Savage from the Texans. No, uh, you, you you see him for the wrong reason. I see him blasting uh, Marquise Goodwin after Garoppolo threw that middle pass for no reason. Oh, yeah, when Garoppolo. Um, Week 17. Uh, Why is that the tip of my tongue? I can't really. Uh, Blake Countess. Countess. <laughs> I could think of Countess reasons why I don't like the guy. 
Now, uh, I hope we get greedy with Williams because he can play safety too, doggy. Uh, where is he? Yeah, he's Come still on. with us. Um, what did he? What did he just do? Um, I think we put him on a. We put him on like a weird contract. So if we trade down, I think both of us are looking at Winovich as a definite um, draft pick, yep. a guy that could come in and learn. Now, if we trade up a little, I want Montez Sweat. I want him bad. I think if he, he clears out um, health-wise, um, he's that dude. I wanted TJ Hawkinson, but he... Blew up the boards. <laughs> of course he's going to blow up the board because Rob Gronkowski's <laughs> gone and now tight ends on the market. And no one wants to give New England the tight end. Like, no. don't do not do it. People will probably even pay teams. Hey, look, just, <laughs> just go, get Noah, go get Noah Fant real quick. But I do see something happening. Uh, you might have um, addressed on it like a couple of, uh, a couple, like a week ago or maybe a couple of weeks ago. We might give New England um, Higby. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I did say that. We could, but, but that would be so give bad of an idea. They're not going to get I I don't think they even. They're probably like. Nah, they're they're going to drop Noah Font. New England's going to trade up. You think. Oh, you them. think they're going to trade up to get him? I thought he just oh, yeah. might fall to him. Nah, I don't think he falls that far. Because, uh, like, Chucky, the Raiders, he loves his tight ends. I think if he, he's in the 20 range, he's around there, New England comes and get Like, once he hits those playoff picks, New England will move up and get him. Because they'll do that if it's in their uh, their ballpark. Yeah. But it's also, like, uh, I, I was seeing an article from um, Bruce Arians uh, uh, on the NFL um, uh, website. Um, he said, best player available is what gets you to where you need to go. If you're going for needs, you're more than likely uh, not going to get what you want. Well, that's how it's always been. That's why when you get a special situation where you can go BPA and a need, it all works out. That's what we're talking about. You know, like if Greedy Williams or Bradbury, all these guys I've been talking about with the 31 overall pick, they're I don't know what the Rams board actually looks like, but or Montez Sweat. I would imagine that they're got to be pretty high on their best play available players available's uh, list, right? Yeah. Um, and I mean, Sweat could come in and be that dude with and even uh, it, even now. This has been like the le the least quarterback driven draft because no one necessarily needs a quarterback. I mean, you got. You have a team that might draft a quarterback first overall that has a quarterback that they had last year uh, ninth overall. I I got a feeling if they go Kyler Murray number one, um, Rosen's going to be a charger for their second round pick, and they're going to start getting ready. They're going to bring him back to L.A. Uh, where Rosen went to college is you know L.A. and a start preparing for the days after Rivers. That's a good prediction. Everybody was scared of him going to the Patriots, like him having that feeling, yeah. like uh, him having that feeling like he's um, he's unwanted and he's like damaged goods at that point. Yeah. Um, 
I would hate to see that on Brady and Bill's exit. To throw to throw homeboy in there, uh, Rosen in there with uh, <laughs> give him Rosen and to be like, peace out, y'all. Hey, Daniels, handle this. Hey, dog, they might send Kraft to to get extra massages, man. He's gonna he's gonna go out and uh, you know lose his mind with Josh Rosen because you know Rosen be talking crap. Yep. Now, um, I think the Bengals because. That could be uh, smart, and I'm really, really surprised um, they didn't pick it. up Luis. Well, I thought for sure. Maybe we just didn't like him. Maybe the Rams. They probably were, didn't. Yeah. Like, they probably didn't, but I did. Look, it's crazy. I thought we did. And call me crazy. I know you probably haven't watched any of the uh, Birmingham Iron Games. I mean, you should watch, like, the last two weeks before the uh, the league folded. He was calling Goff's um, turbo set. Yeah, he was calling that like mid plays, like certain plays. He just he had his own thing for like the first um, four weeks, four four or five weeks, where he was doing the coach, uh, um, the coach's cadence, and all of a sudden he just started throwing in that turbo set, and I'm like, <laughs> he got benched and came back. He was like, oh, we're doing it my way now. Yeah, it was like, well, where did that come from? Like. Because um, there was even, like, I wouldn't say rumors, but if you watched uh, some of the uh, um, Behind the Grind um, uh, episodes as well as some of uh, McVeigh's um, off-season press conferences, he was talking about how Luis Perez was in the office before he was, like, in the quarterback room just looking up crap. So, And then they were saying this dude, like, YouTube, how to be a quarterback, so he was probably looking at all kinds of crap on uh, – um everybody huh? uh quarterback notes and stuff so he was probably <laughs> he was probably looking at other people's stuff like stuff he probably wasn't supposed to be looking at um damn well he might have a he might be a coach in, in the future you know if he wants to be a coach he'd call up McVeigh and see if he could be on the staff somewhere true um i have my own things about uh uh the staff the way it looks cuz uh we we got a missing dude that i haven't even looked at that might be our um, our new defensive coordinator next year, if uh, Wade takes off. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I forgot his name because we have a new defensive line coach that came from the Chargers, and I was like, well, what happened to the old dude? He's <laughs> been with us for years. He just disappeared, dog. Just disappeared, and I'm like, no assistance, no let go, no I'm out of here, n- nothing. Nah, He's like man. hidden somewhere. He. he- Man, he dealt deep, you know, we in L.A. He dog. in a deserted island somewhere nah. off the coast, coast of Los Angeles just training. Nah, <laughs> he, he, caught, he caught a twerker and just fell, fell deep into the soul or into, into <laughs> obscurity. He's still watching her. Oh, <laughs> uh, hey, baby. Uh, um, <clears throat> what else? What? I want Montez Sweat. Dang it. That's what I want. Dwayne Haskins. Stop sweating want, over Montez Sweat. Uh, I'm going to go on record right now. I know me and you have talked about it. Dwayne Haskins is that dude. Whether he goes to the Bengals, the Cardinals, or not, the, he's not going to go there. The Giants, if the Broncos grab him, the Giants, I don't know. The Dolphins, if they were smart. Could you imagine if the Dolphins do that? And then by his second or third year, Brady and Bill are gone. Man, I think he is that dude. 
I don't really like Kyler Murray at quarterback. Drew Locke, get get out of here with that. That I don't care. And then there's another quarterback that's been running up the. Uh, Where is from he du- from? from? Duke. Who Haskins? Yes. Haskins, like uh, before we went to Ohio State. Like where? Like where's his hometown? Ohio State, homie. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. All right. Uh, Maryland. We went to high school in Maryland. Maryland, so hometown areas he can go to. (laughs) There is nothing about Buffalo, maybe. Nah, nah, but they can't do that after grabbing uh, Josh. And and he didn't look that bad. No, he wasn't wasn't that bad. Look, hey, that hurdle over Anthony Barr solidified that man. (laughs) That man is with Buffalo now. After doing some crazy crap like that and, and beating up on the Vikings like that, mm-hmm. hey, messed up everybody's uh, survivor pool. And then, uh, oh, I know. And then, uh, what's his name? Um, the the Duke quarterback, it was on the tip of my tongue. He shot up the boards recently, and it's like, what are you? What, Duke you quarterback? Need a co- um, yeah, there's a uh, What, Daniel co- Jones? Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he's a... He's a red-shirted uh, junior, so he's sh- a senior. He shot up the quarter, the the draft lately. He's looking like a first-round pick. I don't care if you need a quarterback, you go get Dwayne Haskins. I think he's that dude. I think that doesn't if- look right. He's listed as six-two. He's taller than that. Who's listed as six-two? Dwayne Haskins. Really? No, no, there's no way. Hold on. Yeesh. I'm over here talking all that. 6'3 is what I, I'm seeing. Yeah, I I see 6'3, but I have to see the combine. He's probably like a high 6'2. Yeah, he was listed as 6'4 at Ohio State. <laughs> do they be lying on these? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they do. And it's funny because we, we get the combine number. So you know, and then like the NFL um, profile will show their their college stuff. They're like, we saw him get measured. We know he's six one, or whatever. You know, Drew Brees is five foot, but they're like, <laughs> nah, Drew Brees is six foot. Don't worry about it. Now there is one guy I wanted to talk about. There's a um, I saw him on one of the message boards get mentioned. I started looking into him. Mm-hmm. Stanley Morgan uh, Jr. from Nebraska. Position. Wide receiver. I think he's going in the fifth, sixth, like in that area. He can be that guy that comes in, um, the, the profile, and from what I've seen on him, it, the profile they, they put on him seems about right. He doesn't have that that over-the-top speed like, you know, a Darius Hayward Bay. But he can yeah. run routes. Yeah, but he's a route runner, and he can get over top if you don't respect him. Like Antonio Brown, like Cooper Cup. Like Robert Woods, like that's the type of quarterback, or I mean, a uh, running wide receiver that <laughs> McVay needs. But it's, I know. his worst trait is hands. But what? His worst trait is hands. Nah, he's all right. Don't don't <laughs> let that. Don't let that. I didn't see not one drop when I watched him. We're good. Um, I. You know what? I would do that. 
If I'm McVeigh, it's late. Well, why not? Um, if you're switching up your offense, because it's like we got to the Super Bowl with that offense, and then we got to the playoffs with that offense, but now it's it's been exposed. Has it, or it's just been exposed when we're not healthy? Which which is where a guy like Stanley Morgan comes in because he could be Cooper Cup's shadow. But do we have room for that? Are we all right shifting? Uh, yeah, we'll just cut counters. <laughs> Are we? Uh, um, uh, crap. Um, Are we all Mike right Thomas shifting? is gone. Uh, do we still proles on the practice squad? Uh, I don't know. If, did we keep Nick Williams? I don't think so. I don't think so either. He might. He might actually uh, be on the practice squad. But do we? Uh, do we bump out Josh Reynolds? No. McVay loves himself some Josh Reynolds. Well, yeah, he was a nice height, but it's like we haven't had time to redshirt him, so we, hey. we can make him eat. He like a Malibu's most wanted. You go, you all big for nothing. <laughs> um, so so before we before we lock this all up, um, give me that one guy. You want Chase? Is that your dude? Uh, Chase Winovich. Yes and no. Well, obviously yes because of the college you went to. Unfortunately for me, I'm stuck in the Midwest, and I'm actually a Michigan fan. But I was a Michigan fan before I even moved out here. Um, I'm not going to discredit Harbaugh as a defensive guy because he was actually an offensive person. Quarterback. And he was a quarterback. He was a quarterback for Michigan and got the dream job of any uh, any coach would like to do. You uh, Things fell apart with the 49ers, and I'm glad that happened because – I, he was a nightmare for anybody in the NFC West when he was over there doing his reign with the uh, um, uh, 49ers. But little did I know that that star-studded defense was because of uh, um, Vic. Yeah, Van Gill. Yep. So with him coming over to Michigan, I was all hyped for it. And then, like, he has a defensive team again. And <laughs> it doesn't, it didn't make any sense to me until I started looking at all the people under his wing and, uh, uh, um, look a little bit further and his offense is crap. So <laughs> it's him that's screwing up the offense. And then it's somebody else that's doing that defense. And with Michigan, they're almost, I wouldn't say on par, but, uh, a little bit under Ohio state for having, um, defensive prospects just running in and out of the in and out of that school, and I would love Devin Bush to be um to be with the squad, but he's going way too early. Yeah, that's not unless you tell you unless you want to do that thing you're talking about and get rid of all of our picks next year. <laughs> just to go, just to go get him. But if we're gonna go that far, you don't do that. Yeah, you get a Bosa top pick. If we're moving up, top pick, I want Devin um Devin White. If we're if we're going way up there, like unrealistic, like uh, movements. Shoot, I want Hawkinson if we get that. High. Devin Devin White is my pick because um. He can take over that linebacker spot without having to call plays. 
So it would just be him in the oh, field yeah. in this position. Whereas if we're talking about later rounds, uh, my guy is Chase Winovich because he is literally like a shadow of uh, um, Clay Matthews. And you can distill pretty much Clay Matthews directly into Chase Winovich. And you can have uh, that that dude. You, yeah. You can create that dude. You can literally have uh, a time warped Clay Matthews mm-hmm. and Chase Winovich if you have him distill all of his uh, knowledge. Um, knowledge into him. And that's what I think this whole defense is being set up to be. It's like a buddy system. And and it's smart because when you're young, you have the athleticism. You have uh, you could go on and on for days and days and days. But if you ain't got As no you, technique or you have no yeah. knowledge of the game and you're transitioned and, from uh, college kids who don't know how to play the game versus yep. uh, the best of the best. Yep. I, <laughs> you're, well, not, you, you're not going very far. As you get older, you start mixing the technique and that knowledge with your athleticism. And then it, it's like nature knows. They're like, all right, he's going to start losing his athleticism. So he's going to be getting smarter and smarter. And, and then you get the savvy vet, like a Weddle, like a, like a Matthews. So I love what we're doing with that buddy system because I, I saw it when we grabbed Peters and Tlaib. But yeah. I don't like the fact that we have a whole bunch of AFC, um, Corners, AFC. Safety. We have an AFC or, uh, defense. Well, Wade in a power running conference that annoys I mean, the crap out of me, and it's it's defense. only <laughs> it's only <laughs> it's only gonna get worse because these people don't pass. Like now, if they do grab Kyler Murray and ship off Josh Rosen, yes. I see us getting the crap load of picks with them trying to sling it. Because if Cliff Bear, if uh, um, Cliff is smart, you tell Murray don't run past the line of scrimmage unless you know you can slide. Well, you kind of have to. He's five foot two. Yeah. <laughs> a, little, a little elementary kid out there running. So yeah, we might have fun. We, we, we might have we might have fun with that. With Garoppolo, not necessarily. Well, no, that's an AFC quarterback. So we we might have that. When it came to um, Mullins being being the uh, the jerk that he was during that last game, yeah. Um, that didn't give Donald none. No, he wasn't. He was like, I'd rather throw picks. Hey, Littleton should have been swatting the ball down. (laughs) But he was like, Hey, I'm about to give me some career stats too. Ugh. Um, that wasn't necessarily an AFC system because uh, Shanahan came from um, uh, came from the Falcons, so he stayed in the NFC. And then Pete Carroll could be on his way out the door. I mean, they missed the play. Yeah. They missed the playoffs the the year before. Then finally made it. Got beat up by Dallas, and and Earl said that finger was to him. Oh, it's to Pete. Yep. Then he probably trying to run the show. Then, at least setting all uh, setting up all that uh, um, bad chemistry with everybody, and then shipping out people to try to get uh, uh, more prospects. So, like, if anything, um, if he's really trying to set up a new defense, uh, he ain't got much of a choice because he's got to pay Bobby Wagner this year or next year. I don't. Didn't they just pay him? Much of him? Uh, maybe. I don't. 
don't really know. Uh, yeah, I got over the cap. And where are the Seahawks? But no, that that's my that is my number one prospect. My sleeper is Alex Barnes, but you really I don't have anything. Um, I don't I don't really have anything after that because I would like that lineman. I like um, Bradbury, but unfortunately with the the um, Frank Clark trade, he might be gone. And he might end up going to the uh, to the Seahawks. Ooh. Base salary. What is this? Oh yeah, he did just get paid. Yeah, I thought so. No, no, he didn't. His contract's up this year. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, he, his base salary is ten mil. Um, full is fourteen mil for this year, and then they got to pay him next year. So they're probably grabbing a whole bunch of uh, other people. Yeah, these people might be gone. By uh, well, once you gotta pay the quarterback, you can't really do much. <laughs> no, you really can't. But I mean, their cap space as of right now is uh, fourteen mil. Wait, fourteen or eleven? Where are they at? They're at nine. They're at nine mil for this year. So they could still, with two first round picks, they can still get. Uh, some people that they need, and uh, what's the number one stigma with the uh, Seahawks? They like bubble gum. They like bubble gum. That they don't guy. have an offensive line, like never. Oh, Russell yeah. Wilson's out there uh, running an MVP caliber caliber season every year, running for his life. Yeah, I mean that's why he, that's what makes him special. And it's it's almost funny because when you get a quarterback like that and you know you don't really need the best offensive line, then you slowly start start slipping and slipping and, and that, then you end up with Seattle. I remember with those lines Vic was behind in um, Atlanta. Like, they would never do that to Peyton Manning <laughs> or Tom Brady. No. They would never because they can't get away with it at all, so... It's it's unfortunate. Maybe they should they should use both those. If they were smart, they'd go out and get um, Risner and um, and um, Bradbury. Bradbury. Don't don't say that. Don't don't speak that into existence, and we won't have yeah, anybody because like that that's their road. Like they got. They don't necessarily. They need the safety. They need a strong safety. I think McDougal's handling himself. I was going to say, he played very well. Yeah, he's handling himself, but they do need an Earl Thomas replacement. He's, you he's mean, Cam uh, Chancellor. Okay, okay, okay. A free safety, then. Mm-hmm. Um, corners. and you Go get Grady. Grady. They're going to do something stupid that's going to make me mad. And then on top of that, mm-hmm. even after all of this. You got the undrafted, <laughs> so that's why the that this is why the draft is like so it's too much. I wouldn't say too much information, but it's too open for me to just predict stuff. Because even then, I can't predict the first like four picks, the first four or or five picks. Yeah, because people are starting to change. This is the first time we've seen someone else. Try New England setup. 
Like uh, and have success with it. And have success with it. This is the first time we even seen a super team get formed. It wasn't technically a super team, but it was just a lot of names. Everybody else was household. Um, and make it to the Super Bowl. And now, now you got everybody trying to copy the coach, probably trying to copy the uh, um, the free agent uh, uh, acquisitions. And probably next, they're probably going to try to um, copy the play calling, which is just nothing more. To, literally, what McVay was doing was literally one formation with thousands of different plays out of it. That's what makes it special. It's like you're seeing the same thing, but not the the same thing isn't coming out of it. And that's where McVay has to expand now. Instead of having one with a million things, he's got to have. If we're going to be a dynasty, an offensive juggernaut for mm-hmm. many years, we're going to have three or four, where well, we stay in three or four different formations, mm-hmm. and you have no idea. And we could probably shift between them. We could line up in the shoddy, run back down the single back, or I mean, whatever we're doing. You know, the same crap we used to do in Madden. <laughs> so besides Sweat, I mean, do you have a sleeper? Uh, for our first... Um, Or just anybody you might have looked at down the down the line, like just someone that might have stuck out to you. Because Alex Barnes is is my sleeper, but we don't need a running back. Yeah, well, for as far as uh, pass rusher goes, I really like um, DeAndre Walker out of Georgia and O'Shane Ximies out of uh, Old Dominion. I don't know how to say his name. It's X I M. Eximes, X-I-M-I-N-E-S. And who'd you say the linebacker was, or was he Edge? Well, the, the Edge. Uh, De- DeAndre uh, Walker, and then O'Shane, whatever, out of Old Dominion. I think he went to Old Dominion. Um, oh. All right, man. Minis? Is it Minis, or is it, is it Minis? It's mines. It's mines. Or it's probably just. <laughs> hey, watch it. Pro- watch it. Probably just be mines. Yeah, I watch. Anytime <laughs> I ever watch anything, I do it on mute. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but we do need um, that nose tackle now. Whether we go out and get it. That well, yeah, I forgot about that. But <laughs> we say Sue's coming back on a bargain bin. He might. That's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. But he didn't play nose anyways. Now, Dexter Lawrence from Clemson. Ooh, he could be that dude. Uh, what are we 340 to? pounds. Dexter Lawrence. If we come out with him, I ain't mad at you. Well, what did he play nose tackle? You would want somebody that played nose oh, tackle. You don't, oh, he's a nose tackle. You don't want a situation where... Um, oh, I know. You're like, uh, who's like in the... Like when we drafted Adam Carricker and he was a 3-4 DN. And we, we don't like, have a nose tackle. I know. We don't have a nose tackle mentor. I know. I don't think. Rockers, has Donald even played nose tackle? Not really. He plays the three tech. He might line up in that position. But, but he's, he's still not playing. Three no. tech. We don't have a nose tackle. No. We, like I said, Brockers is the closest and thing. And we, we couldn't have. put That's anybody just, there. It would be disrespectful to put Sue there. And Brockers might end up just embracing it. And that would actually, um, you know what? 
That'd be the perfect scenario. For that would be the perfect him. scenario for him to stick around for another couple of years. Exactly. If he embraces the nose tackle position and sticks around with it, um, he'll be able to mentor somebody. So let's say we, we redshirt Dexter Lawrence. He'll be able to learn with uh, uh, with Brockers, and then Brockers could translate everything that he knows, and then they'll just be rotation. Cause that that's a big kid. Are you talking about Brockers? Or are you talking about uh, Dexter? That dude. That's a that's a big kid. That's a monster. That's that's who I'd like to see. There's no. Now, he's not. He's not no a one at that. There's no one at that height and weight. Like no one near it. Uh, no. There is somebody that like it's a little bit scary. But uh, Tristan Hill out of. Um, UCF, but he's six one at three thirty. Hmm. And then Christian Wilkins, also from Clemson, he's six three three. Hold on, three fifteen. They're both from Clemson, and you know Dexter Lawrence is clearly the. But that that's what Wade needs, and the beauty about like with Brockers or people not wanting to play, like I get it, the stigma with nose tackle. Like, that's who, probably who, why our tackles? run defense was so trash. Well, that's, no that's one wants exactly to play nose tackle. It's like playing. Yeah. It's like playing goalie in the pickup, uh, uh, a pickup game of soccer. I don't want to sit over there. <laughs> yeah, right, dog. I ain't trying to run. <laughs> no, but but uh, at nose tackle, I mean names. It's like you know, we even us lifelong fans. Who do we know? Uh, Don Terry Poe and then Vince Wilfork. Yeah, those are the those are the only the two, two that have actually two, like, embraced the position. And I thought him. we were going to get him. Yeah, Don Terry. Yeah, he was available and just out there. And I'm like, unless we're going to draft one, and that's the best thing you can really do. But who's really running a nose tackle? Like well, out of college. The, the South. <laughs> yeah, that's where that's where we're going. And uh, what's his uh, – dang, I lost my train of thought. Um, Wade has proven that playing nose tackle in his scheme can still get you paid. Uh, what's homeboy's name that he just signed with the Eagles for three for 30 because the Jags cut him? Ooh, Malik Jackson. He was a nose tackle for the Broncos. Wade will – if you do your job at nose tackle, Wade will let you loose. If you have the ability, wait will let you lose. Why would you say that? We're getting Dexter Lawrence at 31. <sighs> and then we're not going to have another pick until the third round. Everybody's going to be gone. Yeah, that's all right. I'm having people come over. I'm thinking about barbecuing some ribs. If we trade out from the number or first round draft pick and I got 10 fools in my house and I'm barbecuing ribs and Rams on your draft. I'm gonna be sad. That's why, I like, that's kind of how I've been with the draft because uh, we don't we don't have like an early pick. Um, we yeah. haven't had an early pick since golf, and even then, uh, man, we have. What had were we? Twelve? When we grab when we grab golf? I thought we were eight. I'm pretty sure we talked about this the other day. I think we were eight. Yeah. So, listen, man. I know it's only been a couple years, but we've been. So good, and it's been so fun. It feels like we haven't been bad since Jesus left Chicago. You know what I mean? It just it feels like like two years, but geez, after twenty years of suck. Yeah, all all them years of suck, 
I feel spoiled. And I mean, I can't be mad if anything goes like downhill, knock on wood, but, um, on Robert Wood, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I do, this is the last year, um, we play in the Coliseums, uh, uh, barring any setbacks that may push us not to be able to, does the curse come back? The uh, USC. Mm-hmm. Because you see, uh, you see, the Eagles are trying to drop uh, Nelson Aguilar. No, I don't think it does, but only because when football left, when NFL football left the Coliseum last time, when Frontieri moved us out of the Coliseum and into Anaheim, because remember the last from the '80s till we left uh, LA. The Rams were playing in Anaheim. They weren't even playing in Los Angeles. Mm-mm. There was a bad blood there, and then when the Raiders left, there was some bad because you know Al Davis doesn't has no chill or had no chill. So maybe that's why the curse of the the USC happened because of the bad blood with leaving. Hmm. I so think it, it might, yeah, might, uh, it might never. Um, we got we got two teams in LA, so the the curse is over. Yeah, we got the Rams and the Clippers. The Clippers. Man, the Clippers made the playoffs, though. They made the playoffs, and they just snuck another game away from uh, Golden State. But before we ramble on, uh, we got to close this one out. And uh, I was going to try to talk about the schedule, but we can do that uh, um, during the next next episode when we do that after uh, we watch how crazy these people pick all their teams and move around and just all the frenzy that's probably going to happen. And then also the weather is actually uh, because it's in Nashville. Their weather is pretty weird. Like you, you could possibly get all three, um, all four seasons in one week, which is similar to uh, uh, me out here in the uh, Midwest. Um, I hate Nashville now because <laughs> I need in my soul for LA to have a uh, draft. Like next is it next year? I'm about to go out to Vegas. When, when does LA have a draft? Not never. It's not in the forecast. You sure? Uh, no. I'm pretty sure. We have a Super Bowl. If my brother ever finishes building the dang <laughs> stadium. <laughs> I had to be ready uh, by 2020. So Yeah, we'll be all right. We appreciate you guys for tuning in. Uh, it's been a minute. I mean, it's much of a dry spell uh, uh, since last episode because there was there was really nothing going on. <laughs> and it was just boring. And then with the whole double uh, AF just going under, there wasn't really anything to watch. I was forced to watch basketball and uh, uh, the the Masters thing was probably um, oh Tiger Tiger Woods, I y'all. I don't know how to explain it. It was like it did. If for me, it was surreal. I, I was like, he really about to win this thing. So uh, that was great to watch the bridge all the way up until uh, until the draft as well. And then throwing your bracket in the trash like everybody else. I didn't do one this year. I forgot. I ran out of time. <laughs> <laughs> but till next time, Ramley. Oh, I, I messed that one up. Uh, yes, you did. Like, yeah, what were we supposed to be doing on three now? Uh... Ooh, I think we ain't done yet. All right. One, two, three. I, I think, think we ain't, we ain't done, done yet. yet. <laughs>